Hi there, and welcome to a very special episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. This is, of course, the first episode since the start of the show where all three of the siblings got to be in the same room together. We were in California celebrating the birth of Becky's new baby, so it's also the first episode um, that she appears on since having the baby. Hope you enjoy it. Just a warning that at about the 35-minute mark, it cuts off abruptly because of an audio issue that was unbeknownst to us until right now. So sorry about that, but hope you enjoy the episode. special episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, a moment that we have been waiting for from the beginning, which is the reuniting of the three siblings in one place. Here we are in Berkeley, California, with Lily, Becky, me, and the newest addition to the podcasting family. Becky, you want to reveal the name of your beautiful baby? The newest addition to the podcasting family, Miriam Ray Cooperman. And she is a beautiful baby girl and adorable and sweet and tiny and healthy. And, healthy, yes. And everyone's been tracking And Kanena Hara can she eat. <laughs> and everyone who's been listening has been tracking the lead up to this baby. And I've received yeah. a few text messages of people asking me if you had the baby. Mm-hmm. Let people know that you did and everything's great. I did. I had the baby, how many? Nine, eight, days, eight days late after 24 hours of labor. And a C-section. <laughs> she made her entrance. But you made it home, and mm-hmm. the whole family's around you now, and we're having a great time. And um, She's sitting here right with us while we record this, right in the middle of the three of us. Oh, because she's so tiny and quiet. Remember what it was like when your kids were quiet? No. No, I can't remember when your son was mine quiet. Are, mine are quiet when they're asleep and when they're watching television. You say your son. We don't know which kid you're talking about. It could be shy kids, too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only one with a set. He's the loudest. He is the loudest. He makes he, his presence he also, known. He and I are bonding a lot on this vacation. He loves you. Oh yeah, when you were when you were asleep holding Mary before, he um, was just standing by the couch staring at you, going Theo, Theo, Theo. There's an expression in Spanish that says he, you know, he's so excited or he loves you so much he can't shit. So that's why he said to Jose. I was like, he's so into shit. Can you say it in Spanish? Can you can ocara? Yeah. He was like, it was really cute. So one of the things that I would love to have for posterity, but also I think folks would be interested to hear about, is where you got the amazing name of your daughter. Because both Lily and I agree that you essentially won naming Mm. babies for the family Mm. at this point. You hold the title belt at this Um, point. And we like the names of our kids. So she is named after people. So like Miriam and Ray are both four people that she's named after who have passed passed away. Um, For Miriam, for for Vlad's grandma and uh, Manya, and then Ray for our very good, very, very dear family friend, 
Ron, Rabbi Ron, that passed away. But um, Miri, the nickname Miri, I know, I, I first heard of the name Miri because we had this babysitter as kids whose nickname was Miri or his name was Miri. And I just have always thought it was like the coolest, cutest name. And so we were really excited to name her Miriam because then we could call her Miri, which I just think is the most adorable thing. It's a real full circle Shout thing. out to Mary Jedekin if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miri, who before she was a babysitter, when we moved to Montreal... She was um, the official walking us to the 66. Yeah. She could say she oh, was really? a caretaker. Yeah, seven years old. Miri yeah. was a couple years older than me, but at seven years old, mom and dad sent me out at minus 25 degrees Celsius with a tiny little yellow, those little yellow bus tickets. Don't that, make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and said, sure go to school on your own. But I was a kid who, in the previous city we lived, had gotten lost on the, on the school bus. <laughs> And they I thought this was a good idea, but Miri kept me safe. So. Yeah. And then I took the bus with you and Miri and Derek. Don't Who? know where that guy is. The guy that lived never on our street. Heard of that guy. <laughs> the guy that lived on our street. Oh my God, please stop. Mom, <laughs> Mom knows his last name. The guy that lived down our street, right on the right on the right Yeah, no, that no, that was you and me and him, and then he left us at the bus stop once and went to school without us. And that was a whole other thing. Oh, so Mary probably graduated. She probably had left her. her. Yeah, yeah, she had left by then. Derek was when you and I went to, to Not the as bus good together. a caretaker as Mary. Um, yeah, so I thought it was name. And then um, Ray is spelled R-A-E, not R-E-Y. So not named after... The she's not a Jedi. I don't know what to call her. Ray Skywalker. Ray Ray should be a Skywalker. So not actually named after her. But when we were thinking of our names, I thought the name was really beautiful and interesting. And you know, because I had heard it in the movie. That's really cool. And this 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 Miriam Ray has incredible parentage with you and Vlad, who already are really awesome parents. And it's really fun for your older siblings to be here. Watching you guys do such an amazing job. I'm just going to say on record on the podcast, I cannot wait, and hopefully it won't come too soon, but it will come soon, for Miri to make noise and be loud, and even though her mommy tells her to stop, I hope she doesn't. And then Becky will fully understand. Look, and you both, because I had kids a couple years, you'll both have moments, like you had this summer, when you're like, oh... I get it. It's very, oh, but sure. I have them mostly with Lily because she has those parental events first. So 100%. back there's mm-hmm. less pressure on me for you to like learn lessons, but because Lily fine. keeps learning them and wait. admitting I'm right about things. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sandwiching between me admitting that you're super right and I should just be quiet to turn it around back to Becky and be like, oh, it'll come, it'll come. <laughs> yeah, and when you're napping with your second baby. And Mary is you. banging on a toy piano. I will throw that piano out the window. I love, by the way, this baby, the moment I hold her, I cur- she curls up on me and I instantly fall asleep because she makes me so relaxed. Look at that kid. Oh. She is so cute. Stay like this, please. So, one thing that got us all through all of our, um, well, there's a lot of things that when you go and you have a baby and you're at the hotel or in labor. Hotel. I, I, not the hotel. Sorry. Well, you guys' hospitals awesome. are so nice. I know yeah, they are. True. They basically are. Referring to and then Vlad and Mom all referred to it as like, oh, well, we left the hotel yesterday. And I turned around and I was like, let me tell you, the hotels in Spain don't look anything oh, like the no, hospitals no. in your, Spain. Your, your hospital was like a terrifying uh, Yeah, because we visited, remember? Or it looks just like a Jewish general. Yeah, that's it true. doesn't look like American hospitals. That's true. So ours was like a hotel for sure and amazing. Yeah. So uh, um. 
But there are certain things that all of us did or do, in Becky's case, to get us through the time. And that involves, in our family, eating and watching shows. Mm -hmm. So I think the theme of today will really focus on what did you watch and or eat or do when you mm -hmm. got through the birth of your kid? And I think it's only appropriate we mm -hmm. start with Becky, the, who has the, probably has no, the best yeah. memory of what she did. So, um, so it's like the, what I watched and what I ate, very specific, um, watched Parks and Rec. And I'm telling you, I watched Parks and Rec leading, uh, and I've of course seen like the series many times over. But I watched, I watched it leading up to going into labor, so, like the days, like the last few days of pregnancy that were just brutal. Then while I was in labor, I watched episodes, like between contractions, we were watching episodes. Uh, may I ask, were there any particular that stood out to you that you watched? I've. Because I know you have some think of what season. No, I have like my favorite episodes. Well, ironically, sorry to interrupt you. The one we watched when she was in labor was was the uh, and and being super pregnant. Right, right. super pregnant. <laughs> and and, and she joins fetching. the like wine and cheese club. club. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's a great one. We watched it while I was in labor. That was a great one. Um, and so yeah, you know, like once again, Amy Poehler saving the day, keeping me you know, alive and happy and my spirits up. Uh, so watched Parks and Rec. And then the, the funniest thing is that what I ate, I ate a lot of turkey sandwiches. <laughs> like turkey sandwiches was my go-to food during this. Like I ate a turkey sandwich while, again, while I was in labor. It was a very long labor, folks. 24 hours, right? So there was time to eat a turkey sandwich or two. And then again, after I gave birth, turkey sandwich. And I, I it's not a, a typical food for me. It's more like a childhood food, you know? That's true. Remember like you get it, a turkey sandwich, sandwich on that rye bread from Snowden Deli? Yeah, and or you'd like make them on holler rolls and have them at the ski hill and they'd be like in your pocket like really cold and kind of like mush down, you oh, know? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, so I ate a lot of, uh, but I really, you know, so some good childhood food, turkey sandwiches and, and, uh... What about, so, what about so you, Lil? What did you I watch? I definitely, I can't, I mean, pregnant, I don't remember what I watched. I... Watched, I like I I'd have to like sit for a minute and, and think too hard about that. So I'm sure I watched exactly what you guys were talking about, Parks and Rec. And um, just as a tidbit, I refuse to watch the last episode of that show because I don't believe it's over. You still haven't seen I it? I haven't seen the very last oh, it's episode. It's a good it's last really episode. Great episode. I know, but it's, it's like you and Ariane refuse to listen to their last like song on their album. Or That's their true. Last I haven't album. listened to like, this new song from the last time. I'm just not ready to accept that it's over. So um, I'm sure I watch a lot of Parks, Parks and Rec. And then I will say, and this is a shout out to my sister-in-law, Allie, because I definitely didn't watch TV during my labor. Um, and probably I did watch, I didn't watch in the hospital because it, the hospital's too scary where I live to watch TV. Do they even have Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi? No, they definitely don't have Wi-Fi at the hospital, so I probably didn't watch. Um, but I wasn't in the hospital very long, thankfully, so I was back home. But Allie, just as I had had uh, Ari, Allie gifted me the season one, and this is a, like I'm. This is also a wreck at the same time. Recommending of Odd Mom Out the show, <laughs> and it was like the perfect mm -hmm. show to watch uh, postpartum. And now they're on season three, I believe, and it's on Bravo. I now I feel like I'm not versed enough on the streaming services where you can watch it. Sadly, I don't think you can get it on Netflix, but you can watch it. I'm sure through Bravo or iTunes. And I highly recommend that show. It's awesome, especially for a new mom. So mm -hmm. I, I was on that show for the first season and maybe the second season. And then I I lost the thread. It stopped. Jill, the main character, ventured too much into not likable, like Larry David territory for me. And so it was no, hard. she stays pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. I know, that's it. You know me. I like a little growth. Like no, she's... she doesn't grow. 
tall Becky's baby has kind of Larry David hair growing, like <laughs> hair around the scalp, but not so much on top. You're so pretty, pretty and you have Larry David. Um, hair. So, what about eating? Did you eat anything? Did they? Did oh my they god, I don't remember eating in the hospital anything. But um, my mother-in-law made me like the most incredible Spanish tortilla and brought it to the hospital, like post labor. And Amy had like a delicious tortilla sandwich. That's all. And that's Um, like the thing that's like the potatoes. It's just like a a giant omelet with french fries inside. And like if you don't, I like her to not make the omelet like too well done. So it's like a little bit gooey in the center. It was incredible. I've had hers. It is really good. It was really good. You had Baroness tortilla? Yeah, didn't she leave it at the house? Oh no, that was your your um. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not good. That's not a time. <laughs> that's the lady story for a different time. <laughs> the point is that, the point is that uh, then she and my mom were at our house. Our mom was at the house for like the first few days after he was born. So you had, I just had double incredible, mothers. Yeah, I had like homemade French fries. She made me chicken fingers. Homemade like her chicken fingers are incredible. I had like great home cooking, so it was fun. Wow. Okay. Well. Oh, Shy. how is your? Just a minute that you have to stop. How is your? How is your birth of your kids? How was your? What was birth of your? What were you watching and what were you eating? Um. So I. Um. So first of all, when the first kid was born, it was a little bit of a surprising situation because uh, we went in to see the high risk doctor, and the doctor said you got to have this baby. And Allie looks at the doctor and says, "When?" And he says, "Today." And so we had to go right into the hospital and while we were then waiting for many hours because we weren't emergency like as in life and death but we were urgent we then kind of waited at the back of the line behind the other surgeries and uh, i was a little bit nervous and was agitating the um uh the nurse practitioner that was with us and she sent me away and she said i think you need to go eat and so she sent me away and i went to that kind of grumpy i went to the uh, hospital cafeteria. And I sat and consumed. No, wait, I bought and I think I came back because Allie couldn't eat, so I did this in front of her and I ate four cheeseburgers. Wait, you bought four at once? Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna buy four you, cheeseburgers you guys, at once. Yes, you know me. You know, sometimes I'm just like, Did you like buy them pretending you were the gonna give them to like one of the nurses or I mean, maybe in my head that's what I was thinking, you know, just you to just rationalize like, just buying to get, four cheeseburgers, yeah. but no, I just had a sense that I was You're gonna like, you eat needed four. four cheeseburgers. And I sat and I ate four full quarter pounds. So I had a pound of cheeseburger <laughs> plus the bread. In one sitting. And God, it wasn't I just like took a painkiller. It, w- it wasn't spaced <laughs> out over twenty minutes. It was just it, like it was, a... it was just one, two, three, oh four. God. And they had the foil. They were like skilled yeah, cheese, skilled yeah. cheese Yeah, and they're small, so you can't eat. Ooh, we should go to In and Out while you're here. Uh, so you I, this is a question I had though. Today. So we're in really we're in Northern California. Know. Is, is going to In-N-Out in Northern California authentic and acceptable? Yeah, Or is sure. it it's not a Southern California-only thing? No, we have them here. Oh, okay. We just don't have one in my town. We have to, okay. like, go... But, it, like, going out. to one here is not I like having... I love In-N-Out burgers. It's not like having Kentucky poutine in Toronto. Or Kentucky no. poutine outside of Kentucky. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I told you guys I couldn't I feel like you've been saving that up. I since earlier So there's the four cheeseburgers, and then, and remember, I only corrected my eating habits permanently about a year and a half ago, and then we had gotten um, this cornmeal crust pepperoni pizza from Pete's Pizza um, delivered to oh, the yeah, hospital. Oh, yeah, you got really into that, I remember, yeah. right? Yeah, Becky right. was like, it's a cornmeal crust. It's just like a really large piece of pizza, and instead of just regular pizza crust, it's pizza crust with cornmeal, so it's almost like 
like a corn muffin. It's almost like it's a corn muffin. Um, uh, Did you just no, I didn't pause it. Um, uh, it's only it's like it's like crispy corn. It's amazing. Anyways, the point the point it's really good. But the pieces of pizza from there are the size of my iPad, and I was eating like pizza after we and we left it in the fridge in the middle of the night and so I'd go to the middle of the night and I'd eat it and one of the nurses actually came up to me and said you have to stop that you're a father now no what yeah you know when a medical professional <laughs> is standing next to you and your wife who just had surgery and they're looking at you saying that you have to clean up your act you got problems um and then as far as tv when the first you think about hospital they'd be more understanding about stress eating no 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 I think that holistic health is important mm-hmm. to them Although I will say the food at my hospital is actually so terrible, they recommend that you just go to the Whole Foods across the street and buy all your food there. They're oh, like, don't eat this stuff; it's terrible. Wait, so where we're staying is the is that the Whole Foods or is it a different Whole Foods? No, different Whole Foods. Foods. Oh, okay. Different Whole Foods. Huh. Yeah, there's another Whole Foods across the street from the hospital. Oh. Yeah, so believe it or not, there's more than one uh-huh. Whole Foods in <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> They're just normal supermarkets here. They don't even call them Whole Foods. They just call it the supermarket. <laughs> So, so, um, and then as far as shows, so the first kid, the two shows we watched nonstop, Parks and Rec, absolutely. And it's funny because I think independently did the three of us watch Parks and Rec, like came to the conclusion that that's what would make us happy. Yeah, no, no, for 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 me, for me, Parks and Rec is my like comfort food of television. If I'm feeling anxious, upset, stressed. That's what I put on, because and it always calms me down and makes Vlad me happy. And I were talking about, like, his husband and I were talking about how, like, The Office is really good and funny, but, you know, to find that comforting show, you need to strike a good balance, and, like, The Office, there'd be too many cringeworthy moments that you can't fully relax, you know, and then, you know, the, what is what strikes the balance, and I think Parks and Rec, probably Goldberg's also, which was Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I could do Goldberg's, too. Right, you need to find a show that strikes yeah. that warm, fuzzy balance of funny and relaxing, but you don't need to follow necessarily pa- if you fall asleep. Parks and Rec had, and it found this starting in that second and third season, a sweetness and a like mm-hmm. joy of those yeah. characters, and it found, right. and I think they found that the strength of that show was all of those people ultimately supporting each other and the love right. that was in the show, and then that's in some ways why when The Office ended, I was almost like ugh because they they brought it back. The garbage was just. No, it's the espresso machine. Espresso. Oh, that's the espresso. Oh, you know, there's never been an event where we've been in a place with our parents and so someone isn't grinding coffee. We can get some very high-quality gourmet coffee grinding <laughs> in the background. Are you watching television? Hold on. Let me grind some coffee. Uh, like, actually <laughs> grind the beans to make okay. the coffee. They actually, exactly. In our family, somebody has to grind the beans. You can't buy coffee like a normal person. <laughs> in any event. So Parks and Rec was really big. Um, the league was really big, which is more oh, cringeworthy. Yeah. But Allie and I—that was, I think, the first or second season—and Allie and I were just point. all in on those first two seasons. Mm-hmm. We, we watched. I can't. That's probably one of the shows I watched most over and over again. And then for the second kid was the introduction of Friday Night Lights. I remember being at your house during that. that. You guys had forever been telling us this, this is one is of the great the best show. There ever. are a few I, great I told you so moments in mm-hmm. show watching. Um, uh, and that again should be a topic in itself. And Josh maybe can come on. And I told you so. The number of shows that he's gotten me. Um, uh, he's making another espresso. Okay. I'm going for two espresso. Uh, um, uh, Friday Night Lights. We started it. And aside from that second season, which most people should just skip, we just pretend it didn't happen. Pretend didn't happen. Um, that that show was amazing for so many reasons. Um, one of them was. 
a Tammy Taylor, who is Allie's hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, you should know that the torch has been passed from Allie, from Tammy Taylor, to the woman who plays, to the character Trish Murtaugh on Lethal Weapon, really? is Allie's really? new Tammy Taylor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Allie talks about it every week. How, like, this is my new out. Tammy Taylor. Does her hair is good though? She's amazing. She's like this what incredible. About her hair. Her hair is amazing. Hair is and amazing. she's a lawyer, and she's always giving it to Roger and Riggs. Anyways, but anyway, so Tammy Taylor, and obviously the coach. The football stuff is great, but also they did something that rarely happens, where they actually rotated characters out when they graduated, except yes. for um, Tim Riggins. And even then, like eventually, um, kind of they, phase them out a bit. Yeah, they they phased out kids and they brought in new actors and. Not only that, they discovered some... I mean, Michael B. Jordan, right? That's where yeah. I first heard of Michael B. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. That's, yeah, that's I mean, where I first saw him. That's, that's only the beginning of the number of awards I'm sure he's going to he's gonna mm-hmm. win. Um, so that was awesome, and we watched that. And that one, we had a little bit of a longer NICU stay that time, and so we watched that a lot, laying on the bed in the step-down room. And so we have good memories of watching that show. Mm-hmm. And then at home, we decided to watch Entourage from the beginning, which really only yeah. emphasizes what a enjoyable but mediocre show that was and how they just recycled the same thing every season. I never season. bothered. I don't know. It's just not worth it at this point. Um, and then I, at that point, Netflix had all these WWF wrestling documentaries on. They don't have them anymore. But they had like, History of the Macho Man. History of the <laughs> Legion of Doom. History of Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's but before they made their own. This is before though, original right? content. This for Netflix original <laughs> right? series. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just had like thirty of them, and now they're gone. They're one of those things that were on for a while and then left. Jeez, and I, I just wonder why. I watched every one, but they were also made by the wrestling company, so they all made the owner of the wrestling company look good, and all the wrestlers look bad unless the wrestlers hadn't left on bad terms. So. Anyways, it was biased. It was biased. It was it was questionable reporting, in any event. So those were my those were my big things that I watched. Um, and do you have do you have something on your mind that you're going to watch like when you're at home now on maternity leave? Back? No, I'd actually love suggestions. I would love suggestions of what of, of what to watch. Okay, Odd Mama is really good for the scenario you're in right now. Right. For sure. You know, maybe maybe people are listening. Tweet at us some suggestions of what I should. Oh, we have to set up your Twitter. Wait, hold on. We have to set up your Twitter. Well, they can tweet it at you too, and you guys can just text me. What should your Twitter name be? Should we make this up right now? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, No, no, but they can just tweet at you guys in the meantime, Uh and then and then tell me what. No, it's gonna tweet. You guys just just text (laughs) me. My friends that are listening, just text me and tell me what to what to watch. Okay. (laughs) All right, that'd be cool. And then if you get good recommendations, we can. We can um, uh, push those out, but that's good. I feel like any, I th- if you do want something kind of relaxing, silly, but also the, just a twinge of drama, you could you could go back and watch Lethal Weapon. I, All right. I, 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 Lethal Weapon is, it's less, it's cooler than the NCIS stuff that Mom watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like the Lethal Weapon movies, it captures the like sort of good qualities of those characters, but updates mm-hmm. them, and also. Let's you understand where the heck Riggs come from because he's like Australian in the you know in, mm-hmm. in the original movies with Mel Gibson and this he's from Texas so ah, at least there's a, okay. some kind of a connection to mm-hmm. where where this guy would be from so I think that would be a fun one to watch but it's not deep programming that's like oh, I'm gonna watch something Wait and not pay attention I, for me I love it but in for the you it's the first weapon he's, he's from. A- Australian? No, no, no. Just Mel Gibson's Australian. Oh. He's not from anywhere. There's no like explanation of where yeah. he comes from. He's just gotcha. like this killing machine. 
Okay. They did that a lot in the 80s where they had... I mean, I guess he... Well, because he's American and Australian, but... Did, did he have an Australian accent in the first no. place? No. 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 They, right, just don't, they just don't tell you his background. Yeah, he just was this, like, you know, Dude. trained killer. Oh, right. Yeah. From when he was 18. Mm-hmm. No other... See? Yeah, interesting. Um, all right. Well, Mom was going to come back, but I guess we'll... She's at the supermarket. Yeah, she's at the zoo. She said, <laughs> insert mom part here. Insert mom part here, or we can circle back to it, you know, next step. Because okay. we can record more than one this That's week. Fair enough. All right, so let's talk about um, things that we are watching now, other than your cute baby. I know, mostly I'm just watching her. Or things that we saw. Uh, I've consumed I'm, I'm, a lot of media in the last, like, two uh, weeks. No, I'm watching, um, when we do actually get to sit down and watch something, uh, Finish Miss Maisel, and, which I loved, and I loved the last episode of the season. Wow. Okay, so it just felt like a great payoff. Um, and Mindhunter, really into Mindhunter. How far are you in? I'm like four or five episodes. Yeah, I think I'm like, we just finished episode five, I want to say. That'd be cool. Maybe we could pick that up together. Uh, uh, Orphan Black style. Uh, yeah. We're almost, we're almost there. I love it. I, Lil, what a so call. So good. I could not, like, I expected it to be mostly just interviews of the killers, which would have been really I cool. I did not say that in my detailed explanations. No. You shouldn't have expected No, that. and in some ways that's still my favorite part of the... It's a great part of the show. A great part of the show. But well, I know one thing, I know you haven't finished it yet, but I think one thing you should really appreciate, you would really appreciate about the show, is that there is actual character development. Uh, like, well, I love the um, his slow. partner. It's character. very slow, but his, they do change. His the show, police like. partner. He's great. Is great and FBI. he's grumpy, and um, at the same time, you can see him coming around. You can see him getting ownership over the study. How um, uh, how realistic is the story? Okay, being? so I can fill you in on that. Um, so John Douglas is Holden in real life. Oh, okay. He's a real life person. But they changed his the, name. He cha- they changed all their names. Um, and they took, because they took so many, they have to take liberties. Otherwise, the show is, you know, too autobiographical and I guess boring. So, um, but John Douglas is basically Holden and he wrote the book that it's based on called Mindhunter. Um, and about his experience as a young guy in the FBI, basically starting the um, serial killer profiling unit that exists today. And not even just starting it, but making the theoretical base for it. Which is why they work with Anna Torv's character, whose real name in real life is not the same as the show, but she's a real life professor. And so, um, and they basically, the three of them did create this unit. I read an interview, a fascinating interview with her, where she was like, Well, it's not, of course, to the letter, but I'll tell you this and this and this that is real. And she's like, All the interviews are real. <laughs> All the stuff that they did is pretty much real. And everything is, yeah, pretty much real. Like, so it's like she, you know, of course not the, like, the exact solving of the crime. They're solving little crimes throughout. Yeah, that's kind of a but neat element. But some of those crimes really did, those are true crimes from those areas. But it's they not necessarily happen. ones that they Except They appear all of a sudden solved that way, but those but, are real but, things that did happen. That is cool, though, because it gives it's it a great. certain... It gives it, like, yeah. a good, like, um... Like, like, arcs. Like, the episodes then have arcs, you know? So I have a question. Like little mini arcs This is them. a sort of television art question. For me, I feel like in each of the different towns that they go to, they really spent a lot of time on the look of the different police. 
like each town's mm, police, mm-hmm. like even like some are more mustachy and some mm-hmm. have different uniforms. Yeah. I, am I imagining that, or did you catch that detail as well? Because to me, I feel like they're trying to get and have different rea- and different police have different reactions in. to that. Yeah, right. Like I don't know how far. Oh, I, I know how far Becky is in the one where they there's a younger police officer showing them a crime. Right, versus mm-hmm. the older person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, right. like, the older and one. And how that, the older cop reacts versus that mm-hmm. younger cop. And how the young cop is like, well, I just let him leave. I mean, he's just going to see his family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. How do you let a suspect leave the city? Right. You know, and that, I thought, was I very well done. Um, but also, no, I, think I think the attitudes change from place to place. I think it's, it's good. California versus, like, Pennsylvania. I think, so. I think it's good show running is what it comes down to because you know the different episodes will have different directors but the overall that those kinds of consistencies come down from what I know is a is a showrunner who's making sure that well we we portray this this town of cops this way and we want to have the other ones look and sound and feel another way so when they're making decisions about costumes and hairstyles and it's script and, script details I, I think, like those are the showrunners that are you have to give credit where so credit's due good. because you have That's a show really like this where David Fincher directed four of the episodes so he's a showrunner he's a, like a genius but yeah. then he's also in it and directing four of their episodes I feel like uh, at the beginning of Six Feet Under which is a show that I love don't but don't recommend like easily to people uh, Alan Ball, who to me is like a creative genius, at the beginning was, I think, more involved on a director's point of view, and then eventually not as much. And you can tell when that sort of fades away. That's really and weird. So, yeah, I think the show goes on a very strange path. But, um, and then when Alan Ball, I think Alan Ball leaves theater. True Blood, and then you can see, like, you can tell in shows when the showrunners leave. That's totally true. And so I think so far with this show, not only can you tell that like, he's an awesome showrunner, but then he's directing four of the episodes. Some boobage in the podcast. <laughs> We're like going deep on Mind Hunter and Showrunners, yeah. and Becky's just serial like... killers and breastfeeding. <laughs> so that's a good segue. The other thing that's been on in our house nonstop is as Allie is all in on the Hallmark Channel. Every time I turn on the channel, what? every time I turn well, on the television, it's like a dark time in America. Fair enough, in America. But... and she likes the holiday. No, no, but this is this is a thing though. This She's is like, a... or I could watch the holiday every single day with different characters. That's exactly right. I turn it on every she single episode. Is a blonde widow mm-hmm. and a very attractive male widower. Who's an interior designer? The they're woman. always yeah, they're always <laughs> interior designers. <laughs> okay. I read a really interesting pop cultural uh, pop uh, cultural studies article about that. How in romantic comedies, they're journalists, journalists or interior designers. Interesting. Well, anyway, so there's always there's always a widow and a widower, and they are either hanging out in the mall or at the ice skating rink outside the mall or buying a tree, <laughs> and they're either unexpectedly meeting and they've never met before, or they're like friends who are pretending to be in a relationship to keep other Christmas people to. Like off their people backs. Off oh their yeah, backs. yeah, yeah. Is there ever a widow? Or yeah, yeah, no. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure whichever town these take place in, people are just dying. Right, right. Like young, attractive people. People are. just murdered <laughs> <laughs> by the writers of the Hallmark shows. <laughs> and not only that, every time I, I turn it on, I see actors that I love, and I didn't know that they were still like acting. Like Tom Everett Scott was in one. That guy's oh, the guy from that thing you do. Right. I love that guy. I feel like he's in a lot of these. Well, Allie told me that Candace Cameron is in a lot of them, too. Oh. Candace Cameron Bury, to be precise. Yes. Star of Fuller House. Another one of your late-night favorites. Yeah, exactly. It helps me relax. Um, uh, and so, 
So that has been on constantly in our house, and then we'll watch Mindhunter. So we're going back and forth from serial killers to Hallmark. Uh, I feel like that's that's a that in that case it feels like a balance, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, I can't watch yeah. it. Although if you're not paying attention, it's like um, sl- when you fall asleep when you're driving. If you're not paying attention, when do you, you fall just, asleep while you're yeah. driving? No, 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 not fall asleep. You know when you get really, you know, you get. Remember, you used to learn. Mm-hmm. Make pull over. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's exactly right. You ever been really tired when you're driving? You start to doze. You don't really realize it. So you're like, oh, I gotta pull over. So Hallmark Channel's on. I'm watching, and I'm like, suddenly I'm like, oh my god, I've been watching this for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I gotta turn the channel off. Mm-hmm. It's okay because no, and the names of the shows are hilarious. There's like. The Mistletoe Surprise. Aww. The Christmas Deal. <laughs> um, I kind of want to watch one. That might be Christmas Connection. That's what that one is? Okay. He plays Jonathan. Yeah, no, just Google the names. Flight attendant Sydney is tasked with looking after Leah, an eight-year-old and unaccompanied minor flying back to Chicago after visiting family. Sydney is charmed by the little girl and makes an instant connection with her. After Leah is safely delivered to her father, Jonathan, who's a widower. I, I, just, I admit it. I'm not sure that's true. Sydney finds a package Leah left behind. Oh, on this flight, they don't throw out children's garbage. That's sad. Like, Careful. On my knees. Careful, you don't know who's listening to this. You're right. Sydney finds a package left behind. Sydney delivers the gift back to Leah and gets invited to join in some fun family Christmas festivities. When Sydney misses her connection... Whoa, how long is this synopsis? She is stuck for a few days. This is the treatment, grounded actually. Grounded from her jet-setting ways. I, I love it. She's a jet Sydney okay. bumps into Leah and Jonathan. You're right. A happenstance meeting. <laughs> bumps into Jonathan later, who invited her to spend the holidays with them, showing Sydney the value of staying put long enough to fall in love. Mm. He's definitely a widower. It doesn't say it in here, but he's definitely a widower. Where's his wife? Well, <laughs> that would make it a much mm. more... Edgy story. It would be more like one of those stories like The Holiday where people go on vacation married and then end up falling in love with someone else on vacation. Wait, who was married when they left on that? Not married, engaged. On The Holiday, Mm -hmm. Dermot Mulroney and... um, Dermot Mulroney's in it? Is it Dermot Mulroney? Or Dylan Dermot. (laughs) Lily, I think you need to keep researching. Um, I think you... Oh, you know, you said you were going to read reviews of something... Uh, you want oh, the Christmas reviews of a Christmas story, story. live. Okay, so I, I'm I'm going to talk about a couple more things that we've been watching while you get you reading the reviews of Christmas story live. It's Edward Burns is the fiance. In yeah. The in the holiday. I'm guessing who, who or, or Rufus Suo. It's a terrible. Oh, no, I was thinking of sorry, the Family Stone. That's why. Oh right. Sorry, they're all boring. Ali's other favorite movie. Um, okay. No, so I'll keep talking about what I'm talking about, and Lily, you need to queue up those reviews of A Christmas Story Live. On what, uh, Rotten Tomatoes? What are they? You said on Huffington oh, Post. Oh, right. Sorry, gonna, I'm the one that sent it to you. It's in the notes. It says, Lily, Lily reads read. reviews oh, right. of A Christmas okay, Story so Live. this isn't my phone, but I'm going to try and More proof it. that you don't actually read the Rotten <laughs> No, I did. I, I, no, I thought you, I didn't remember who sent what to who. Um, the other thing we went to see, so we saw two movies in the theater, one with the kids. We saw Ferdinand. Which um, is your typical um, blue sky, like blue sky, the company branded animated movie. Like, mm-hmm. like there are Pixar movies, there are the high end Disney ones like Moana, um, <laughs> and then there are, and then there are, and then there are ones that are just cartoon stories with like a little bit of a lesson and a lot of comedy. And that's what Ferdinand was. The 
however good the whole movie is, there are a couple of sequences that had us, Allie and I, dying of laughter. And one of them is that Ferdinand's and the bull's nemesis on the farm are three German show ponies that are always <laughs> showing off about all the dressage and things they can do. And instead of fist bump, they go hoof bump. <laughs> and so Allie and I just kept going hoof bump afterwards. That's very cute. And then there's a dance-off between the horses and the rest of the animals <laughs> yeah. that is absolutely side-splitting hilarious. I'm pretty sure dressage, wasn't it started as like a type of like, like war, like horse warfare? I don't know. All right, and that was it. Your episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast cuts off there. Don't worry, we will be back soon. We taped another episode last week, and it features a very special guest, our mother, as our first really in-episode guest, so really excited about that. We had a lot of fun taping that. Also, we will get back to Lily reading reviews of A Christmas Story Live. I remember when it actually happened the first time. It was pretty funny, so... We'll have her do that again. And finally, you can follow us, um, each of us. You can follow Lily on Twitter at Chichi K. Gomez. You can follow Becky's recipe blog, everydayoat.com. You can follow me at Pancake, the number four table, at Pancake4Table. And, of course, you can subscribe and download and leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or Podbean. And uh, the main website for the podcast is FridayNightMoviePod.com. You can do all the subscribing and following there. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon.